0: Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast, I'm Andy Hughes, I'm here with Alex Hudson.
1: Yeah! I'm very excited. Very excited
0: to be here. I feel exasperated that that's our third take of this. (laughs) And it's the one we're
1: going with. Third time's the charm,
0: guys. (laughs) Welcome to our episode of News and Reviews. Where we talk... News and Reviews. Very good,
1: very strong. Hey Andy. Hey
0: man, how What's you been? What's been going
1: on in the news world this week? Uh, should I tell you? Yeah, because you have no prepared to... news. I've got a couple of bits, maybe. Oh, you've got nuggets. Okay. Who knows? Well. well, maybe I'll surprise you. Surprise! Might... Surprise! Surprise might be no news. Okay, right. news cancelled. Well, that is not a surprise because that was exactly what I was expecting, <laughs> including the excuse of news was cancelled <laughs> because that seems to be your excuse for anything you haven't done. Academy invites a record of 774 new members. So, Too
0: Acab- many. How many movies do you already have?
1: Loads. Thousands. Too many? Soon so, everyone's going to be a member. Well, yeah. I suppose I'm not a um, member. Come on, mate. I think you have to do a bit more than you to deserve that.
0: <laughs> Obviously, like movies are cancelled. Didn't have my votes in.
1: <laughs> but the thing is... Well, yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> is If you were a member of the Academy, you would basically ruin films... Because you would be... What, is it, like, can you I just go... You'd go on the campaign trail and be like, right, I'm going to find everyone else who's a member, and I'm going to go and campaign with them, because you'd be good buddies with them all, I imagine. In fact, of the standouts this year, I imagine you'd get on well with The Rock. Yes. Um, you'd probably get on well with Key and Peele. I feel like you'd get on well with them. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed might be a good friend for you to have. Uh, he does seem like a nice guy. He is a nice guy, isn't he? And uh, Rupert Grint I think Rupert Grint would be a good, <laughs> good Friend for you to have so you'd probably go around To their houses and be like Okay yeah, so why this, are they inviting Rupert this year Grint? Gods what? of Egypt remaster Best picture Hold on but why are they inviting Rupert
0: Grint And they're like oh we haven't got enough ice cream sales man.
1: He did a couple of films last year Didn't he did so they? I think that I think people. I mean, I'm presuming Daniel Radcliffe and Emma so Watson. All I need, uh, to, do, are all I need to do is make a film. But weirdly, people like um, Joel Edgerton is not a member yet and has been invited this year. Uh, people like Warwick Davis. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to talk about how many goblins people play in films, then yeah, sure, we'll invite him in. We <laughs> if, if I was
0: if I was in the academy this year. They're like oh. strangely, a surprising amount of votes for John Wick 2 have come in.
1: I wouldn't be surprised because Terry Cruz has also joined the has also yes, been invited Terry to C- the C- Academy C- this year. Which it's Which means White Chick's <laughs> remastered
0: is game itself. So, because apparently these uh, brothers are in there. Apparently remastering's count to the yeah. Oscar
1: film. Now. Yeah, sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> Um, but no, I feel like, you know, it's a good sign. Um, there's a, again, there's a record number of um, of women being invited, and also filmmakers from across the world. To, I think there's 57 countries represented by these um, introductions.
0: Is it bad I say when I say, like, and hear me out here, because mm. this going to sound bad, this shouldn't be news. Well, no, because it do, is you, news. Do, do you hear, no. But it's so important. Do you, do you understand what I say? like, this shouldn't be something we're celebrating. It should already be a thing. Oh yeah, sure. That's what I mean. Like, That's what I said it's going to sound bad to start right, okay.
1: off. With, but let me explain. So, it, myself. Like, it sounds do, bad that we're should, inviting all these new. No, people do you see what I mean? Like,
0: it yeah. shouldn't be a thing. Like it should already be in this audience. That's the thing about the academy. Like
1: for full explanation, then, then, check out Oscar's podcast yeah, then, where we got drunk and lamented the fact that there were there were just loads of white dudes in the academy.
0: <laughs> well, is this the thing of you? You're expecting a a slap on the back, like a pat on the back, of, for doing
1: something you should have been doing already. I think, I think really, it's not necessarily they're expecting a, a pat on the back. I think they're hoping no one realizes that they're having to drastically make up for lost time where they've not been doing the right thing for a number of decades. Uh, but I think, if nothing else, we'll potentially see some more sort of widespread things being nominated, perhaps. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hey, all of the Avengers have basically been put in this year. So Chris Hemsworth in there, um, <laughs> so Chris Logan Evans might is get his, there. Logan might get his nomination. Jackman was in way, way back, I presume. But you know, He's done enough, surely. You know,
0: yeah, it's it's great, but at the same time, Chris Pratt's in there though. So Jurassic World two
1: <laughs> next year. <laughs> like, it should have got his shit together a long time ago. Yeah, sure. Well, let's talk about. Jurassic World 2, okay. It's got a title. It's got a title. Dino Rampage. <laughs> What's it called again? The Beast That Time Forgot? I don't know. Uh, it's called something. This should <laughs> should have really looked <laughs> Because actually what I wasn't wanting to talk about was Jurassic World 2. What I wanted to talk about was the director of Jurassic World, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah,
0: you talk about that because okay. that leads into something else. Okay, um, so and
1: col- I will find out the name of Jurassic Park 2. Colin Trevorrow, okay. Is the Lost World. Is it called the Wastle World? Yeah. Okay. Um, Colin Trevorrow is directing Star Wars Episode Nine, which is the final saga film in this current trilogy. Um, and
0: Fallen Kingdom.
1: The Fallen Kingdom. Tagline: Life finds a way because Jeff Goldblum's back. Bitches. Yeah, that's always the tagline. Uh, okay, okay, so Colin Trevorrow, um, his latest film, The Book of Henry, has been met with. I think it would be it would be perfectly fair to describe it as a tirade of abuse uh, from critics who say it is wildly misjudged and basically one of the worst films they've seen. What is it? From what I understand, I don't particularly want to go is into Is it a horrible I'm... Henry story? No, it's not. But I am planning on seeing it on Friday before work, so I will see it and then I will report back. Okay. But people have said, well people were saying until last week, until, until last Wednesday when the news hit that uh, Lord and Miller had been fired from Han Solo, the big news with Star Wars was should they release Colin Trevorrow from episode <laughs> 9 and then thankfully that all hit and he went, ooh, thank God for that but I think it raises an argument that basically has no weight or water whatsoever because mm. if you're saying, okay, because his current film is not being well received like people like Jurassic World enough yeah, the audience did certainly and uh, the critics. Well, yeah. yeah, but yeah. With Star Wars, I feel like if you've got J.J. Abrams there, he's not going to let things go too far one way or another. Mm. I think he, he'll steady the shit. And as we've seen, Kathleen Kennedy's keeping a fucking close eye <laughs> on everything here. So I don't think she's going to let things go. But I think it's it's slightly pointless to say Oh well, your current film is being received so negatively. I, I think it's the fact that he seemingly has made something that does not hit on any level.
0: Is it? Is it his script as well? I or? believe so. I believe because this is the thing. Head. Like when you look at something like Star Wars, it becomes a point of what does a director actually do? You're a
1: hired gun in Star Wars.
0: Your your job is to point the camera and get performances out the people mm-hmm. and say yeah, you say your line here and in this way. But your script's done, and let's be honest, you've got your producers and everything there anyway, who, like you said, Kathleen Kennedy's keeping such
1: a close eye on When when you've got a much smaller scale operation, like The Book of Henry, then, of course, you're going to be more involved and it's going to be more your vision. But I think you sort of remove yourself from that as soon as you step onto something like a Star Wars or a um, Jurassic World, for instance. So, I would say, by that logic as well, Ron Howard is a great choice for the Han Solo movie to finish that one off. Because he is that kind of director who can come in and knows the industry and knows the people who've worked on the film previously. Yeah, you know, is a friend of Lawrence Kasdan. Is a friend of George Lucas. For goodness' Ooh. sake, you know.
0: I heard a rumour that apparently, Lawrence Kasdan was going to direct it. He can't, but he can't no, because legally, of yes. something. Yeah, so the DJ. and so Ron Howard's come in, but basically, it's going to be Kasdan carries on in. Anyway.
1: Well, I think I think it'll be a job of. He will he will do basically what he's instructed to do. I'm not sure you're going to get a Ron Howard movie. I think you will. Get, oh no, it's
0: just going to be Rush again.
1: Well, you're going to get a, the, a movie by committee, one. unfortunately. And you know whether good or bad, that's what you're going to get. Hmm. So I think Ron Howard's basically going to come in and say, "Hey, I will I will do whatever you say in order to make this film happen." But you know, I'm anticipating they're going to be doing in these. The planned reshoots that they had booked in hmm. are still going ahead. Three and a half weeks of those. I think they're going to have to reshoot much more of the movie now than they ever thought they would mm-hmm. have to, or if they not well, they ever thought they would have to, but surely they should have flagged this up earlier than three weeks before the end of principal photography. Hey, who am I to judge?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. The thing is, I think it like the Lord of Miller thing. Miller thing. I think we spoke about it last week as well. It kind of, is that thing of. It's a worrying one because I I don't know many people that are all too infused about a Han Solo, solo, solo movie. movie. Mm. Like people are like okay, it's happening, fine. And not a minimum were the things that people got interested in.
1: Um, so I'm interested to know what it looks like, basically. Mm. Um, I th- yeah, I, I mean, I was never completely sold on no. them as the choices for it. Well, I, uh, I, I like them, but I I wasn't sold. I, on the I like movie. them, but I don't think they're the right fit for that project, and I think you. You want someone who's going to stick as closely as... The thing is, with with someone like Han Solo, he's an iconic character in that world and is basically a god to a lot of people around the world, right? <laughs> so you need to be able to pay respect to the original character without deviating hmm. too much away from what we... The thing oh, is, yeah, that, it yeah. might be interesting to know a bit more about him, but if you fundamentally change the way that character behaves and don't give accurate reasons as to why he now behaves like that three or four years down the line, then we need to know why.
0: Well, Edgar Wright spoke about this, didn't he? Because he was asked about it in the week, because apparently Mm. they tried seeing whether he was interested in the film at one point, and he said the problem is um, it's hard to make a movie in that sort of environment, because he spoke about Ant-Man. Because he said about Ant-Man, the thing is... I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but Marvel didn't want to make an Edgar Wright movie. Mm. And that's the perfect example of why it's hard for directors like that, who have a certain style, to actually go into these franchises. Um, and, you know, it would have been great to see Edgar Wright's version of Ant-Man, because let's be honest, Ant-Man wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for Edgar Wright. Yeah, sure. He was pushing for it from the start.
1: Yeah, from like 2006. So, you know, he's he's... He's obviously got a very clear idea of what he wanted to do with well, that. Apparently, film. he's never
0: seen it. Like he said, he said he's never even seen a trailer, and he never would want to see it either. Yeah, and that's no surprise, really, is it? I, I think I, it's because he. I think he generally got burnt by it, and was yeah. like, I. I think he had a really clear idea of what he wanted to do, and I'd love to hear, at some point, what his ideas were,
1: mm. like how close or far it was from what he originally had. Yeah, and I think maybe Ant Man was just the fact that Ant Man is an Earth based character might it had have been to fit the problem. in the structure. Because I think if you give him something like Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's where he can fly mm. with 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 characters who are lesser known and also aren't bound to um, you know, close relations where they would mention events that have happened on Earth. You yeah. Know. We've talked about this at length before, I'm sure, mm. in the Ant Man episode. Anyway. Just to finish off the news section for this week, though. I got a bit of news. Oh, stuff. okay. You no, hit no. no, hit me with a couple of Well, bits. I was
0: going to say, going off the Marvel thing, mentioning Marvel there, have you heard that they're potentially going to drop the Avengers trailer before, uh, like this next event, for the next Avengers film, f- number three, before 4 Ragnarok, like when that's released? Oh, and, and I was like, that seems very early. Like, have they, yeah, not do really. you reckon they've got enough stuff there to give you of course a kind
1: they have. of. They've been shooting for what, three months now? Maybe, yeah. I think they started. They started shooting about three months ago. I mean, you, hmm. you know, Benedict Cumberbatch came on to set the other day, and that was a big thing. But you know, they've they've started way back. Is it Scott So, start, you have so be, there's going to be like a scene with like thirty characters, to 40 hmm. characters in it. It sounds rubbish. Sounds, amaz- I have, I have sounds amazing. See, I have absolutely no faith in that. Because it just does the thing that I don't want it to do. I really want stuff I really want it to do. I think we're going to have very different opinions about Infinity War. But I also think we're going to have similar opinions about Justice League. And I think for similar problems. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I think they will have already shot a lot of hmm. material ready. That will be specifically for I think it trailers. might surprise me how, yeah, how much there will be. Well you know. Look at. Whenever, whenever a big tempo movie is being filmed, they will shoot stuff early on in that shoot that they know would make a good trailer.
0: I suppose it comes out, what, four comes out October time?
1: Like four that. comes out in October. So it's still got, like, few... Infinity before. War comes out in, what, May next year? Is it that early? I thought it was April or May.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe. Uh, do you think it's later? I don't know. I genuinely have no idea when it comes out. I thought the, the I thought it was taking up the Civil War area. Probably. Which was May, wasn't it? A- April, May. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I genuinely have no idea. I could find out, but why not? Why not? I'd just have the mystery. Lost Kingdom. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> um no, I wouldn't be surprised if we got to see that. I, I think, and the plan is that they're going to. It was Fallen Kingdom, not even Lost Kingdom. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. Come on, man. Um, the plan seems to be that they're, they're going to release that. Hmm. Ahead of one of their biggest movies of the year, you know, Thor Ragnarok is already getting a lot of buzz. Not quite Clever as much earlier. as um, Spider Man, but I don't Spider-Man think it's I don't think that.
0: it's ramped up yet. Like they're getting Spider Man. No, but also
1: I think Spider Man is more a cause for celebration than hmm. the third Thor film because it's like okay, we we are well aware that Thor is a character by now, but this is an exciting new development for them. So I think.
0: Although, please, Spider Man, stop making more trailers. I think they must be done now. L-
1: we week until release every, through, every day they're
0: like oh a new clip from Spider-Man I'm like stop it none of it will be in the stop film stop it the
1: vulture's not even the baddie it's like oh he's he's in headlines. Spider-Man surprises people with coffee Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's like that, that was a publicity stunt. That wasn't a trailer. That was just a, a thing is that it? happened in a real I, shop. I, I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I've not was, watched that it. That was
1: set up by a PR company for Marvel. I've not watched it because no, I thought it's part it is, of the
0: film. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. It's, it's not like, really Spider-Man takes with. his driving test. I'm like, I don't want to see this. They're all adverts.
1: These are all adverts. <laughs> I'm These not going to watch sponsors. them. I
0: don't want to watch them. Because I'm scared it's going to be more. Because Sony did this last time. With Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they basically showed the entire film in a trailer. Mm-hmm. And then that Spider-Man trailer was basically in the entire film. Yeah. Stop
1: it, Sony. You stop the advertising. The villain is Mysterio. The villain is Sony. <laughs> but this time it's probably not Sony, it's probably Mark. No,
0: because Sony do all the advertising, don't they? They've got they've got all the advertising rights and stuff. They still do the
1: advertising. Yeah, but thing. you've got to think that Marvel are cutting those trailers. I would I would hope so. Seeing as this is a Marvel a Marvel <laughs> yeah, sort but of product, I imagine
0: now. Marvel cut a trailer and went, "There we go."
1: Don't just only went. No, and no, and I Sony think went, you're blaming Sony for <laughs> so something that Marvel have
0: and Sony out. went,
1: "We need 15... Because Marvel's posters are notoriously terrible. We need fifteen more of these trailers. <laughs> I think it's Marvel, and I think you can't admit when Kevin Feige does something wrong that oh, you're, you're too much of a Kevin Feige fanboy. You're a Feige fanboy. <laughs> uh, I
0: don't like it. Anyway, any more news? Um, something about Superman. They're potentially doing a Superman Red Sun movie. Where basically yes, Superman lands... I think it's Superman lands in Russia, and he basically becomes a Russian hero instead of an American hero. Mm. And...
1: Like, It'll be North Korea uh, this it's, time.
0: It's communist Superman, basically. It's,
1: yeah, it's going to turn into it's going to turn into Red Dawn Part Two, <laughs> in which they transpose it into North Korea rather than Russia because Russia are no longer the villain de jour. That
0: basically, basically I think it would be very weird to do that with the slate. Basically, the, I saw somebody put out online earlier. These here in this stage where they're just like just green light everything. Hmm. And we'll see what actually happens. But they're saying
1: we're doing four films a year now, which is too many films a year. Because <laughs> they can't even get one out a year properly.
0: It is them just going, yeah. That you walk in, you're like, um, yeah, I want a um, blue beetle booster gold gold film. I'm like, yeah, sign it. I want that, a, that's actually a film they're doing. I want yeah. a
1: booster gold film starring Drake Bell. <laughs> Who's also in the running for Nightwing? If you ask the internet, stupid fucking <laughs> fanboys. Like, anyway, it's ooh. like,
0: oh yeah, I want, I want a Doctor Fate,
1: uh, fucking rom com, and they're like, yeah, sign it up. Why not? Why not? The one last thing I was just going to mention was something good about DC. Okay, is that Wonder Woman has now passed Man of Steel domestically in the US, so it's doing well enough. It's doing great. Good. It's it's got a little way to go before it starts overtaking all of their properties worldwide, mm. but it's. I think it's well within the realm of possibility. It would definitely overtake Man of Steel. I don't think it will overtake Suicide Squad. Hmm. Because Suicide Squad ended up doing 745 million.
0: I hope it takes over
1: Batman vs Superman. It it won't, because that did way better. Did it? That did nearly 900 million pounds. Uh. Dollars, rather. Uh. So, it's good, though. And that's that's a positive. We always have to put a positive in there when we talk about DC. Because I feel like we shit on them so much, we always have to end by saying, hey, Wonder Woman was pretty good.
0: Hey, I wanna do a horror
1: film starring Atom. Yeah, Yeah, sure, sign it off. Oh look man, I think you're I think you're getting really down on these guys. (laughs) I just love it's like four films a year, let's do everything. We can only hope. I want a Doctor
0: Freeze villain movie. Yep.
1: Doctor Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, he's a doctor. He is a doctor, isn't he? Doctor Victor Freeze. But it's spelled F R I E S, isn't it? I want a
0: tight, tight psychological here Um, film all about Hugo Strange, please. I think he's a bold guy. Egghead. I want a Hitman series, of films all based around. I've I've forgotten Jumba's a sci-fi Hitman series. Yeah, Hitman. He's a character. Not Adrian Volcovan. I was going to say, no, hitman
1: the game series.
0: No, he's a um, guy who basically I've got like a whole run of his stuff down there somewhere. Okay, my mate lent it me. What does he do? He's he kills. People. He's a hitman who only kills bad guys who basically then gets powers or
1: something, and only kills super villains. This sounds as good as Booster Gold. I don't know what Booster I Gold. I don't is. know. Isn't Booster Gold the comic within the comics? Maybe. <laughs> like, is a comic book inside DC comic books, I think, and everyone hates Booster Gold. That's the thing, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> anyway, so let's get on to the f- reviews this week. Oh, yeah, you've you, you used it all. Every so often, I'm just going to throw it. This has been, this has been <laughs> just, nothing but chaos. I'm just going to throw in a
0: different thing that I want. Okay. Let's see if DC will well, sign it well, off. Tell you what, me. do it in
1: between my reviews. I've got two reviews this week. Okay. So, in between Jawbone and Prevenge, you can do a another film that you would. I know you never listen to my reviews anyway, so you may as well just spend this time thinking of... So, Jawbone is a... (laughs) Jawbone is a recent release that is now out on DVD and also available to stream. It had a cinematic release about a month ago now, um, written and starring and produced by Johnny Harris, um, basically follows a down-on-his-luck boxer, ex-boxing champ, youth sort yeah. of prodigy, um, who has fallen on hard times and is evicted from his family home. Mm-hmm. What follows is him trying to sort of fight the system on in terms of fight against the demons that he has inside him, which aren't all made clear, but you get a good feel with You know some of the stuff that he's going through, but you know there is a lot of unspoken stuff in there, Uh, and then also fighting sort of uh, the bureaucratic side of things by going down to the office and saying, you know, you cannot kick me out of my own family home, and they say, well, we're demolishing the whole block of flats, so there's nothing we can do in this case. So it's a boxing film that follows a very a very familiar pattern. And the trajectory of the film is pretty easy to see coming. So mm. there's nothing there's nothing revolutionary in, in in the um in the in the progression of the film. What is interesting and what is really good stuff is the performances in the film and also the fact that the film has more heart than most boxing films seem to have and also a little bit more grit too.
0: Yeah.
1: I've seen it described as um Creed meets I Daniel Blake, which is interesting sl- uh, I think it's a slightly incorrect thing to be saying about it, but I get where it comes yeah. from um what I will say is Ray Winston is terrific, he's mm-hmm. absolutely f fantastic How in this many film.
0: betting odds does he offer you
1: Jimmy? yeah absolutely none. He doesn't even say the chances of um Jimmy surviving <laughs> any of his fights is this this and this. <laughs> Um, but no, Ray Winston's great in this film. Um, he plays sort of the owner of this gym that he then mm. goes back to. Um, Michael Smiley's also true. I mean, when is he ever not? Yeah, let's be honest. And uh, Ian McShane has a very small cameo, but playing that very Ian McShane role of if he's not doing his sort of Winston in Jack uh, in John Wick. Then he's doing the East End gangster thing. And that's kind of okay. And he's, you know, he's in scenery chewing form in this. But Johnny Harris is the I think is is a real standout here as well. I think he's someone who has gone out and made this thing happen. You know, without him this film doesn't exist. He produced, he wrote, and he's starring in it. And he puts in a really determined and gritty performance. I think it's not reinventing the wheel by any stretch of the imagination, but what it's doing is is really good. I think. I think the way in which it does it is is really strong, and it's what I wish more boxing films could actually end mm. up being. I think.
0: Is it a bit like in the same vein as what Warrior was, where <laughs> yeah. it's kind of it is a fighting film, but it's still got a
1: lot of heart there. That, that's, that's not a bad comparison actually to make. I think Warrior is a is a closer relative to it than most other sort of mm. um, sports. Films. I caught Warrior quite recently for the first time really strong. I really enjoyed it. I think the level of performance in this, again, is very strong. I think... The thing is, it's interesting. Coming off the back of Transformers, reviewing Transformers... Just so you know,
0: we reviewed Transformers the weekend. We said it was terrible.
1: Yeah, reviewing Transformers last week, this is the complete opposite of Transformers, Mm -hmm. basically, because what it is, is In Transformers, you've got a lot of pointing and shouting at things and saying, oh, well, this is the thing that's happening here and that's going to happen if that happens over there. Yeah. And then this will crash into this and this will do that. Jawbone is all about seeing and, you know, it's show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. So you have looks between uh, Ray Winston and Johnny Harris. You have looks between Michael Smiley and Johnny Harris. You have looks between Michael Smiley and Ray Winston that tell you everything you need to know. So the film itself is probably about an hour and a half, just about there, but it, it's more about the fact that you don't have, oh, well, I remember the day that you were like this, and then, you know, really, really sort of exposition-heavy dialogue. It's all about looks and, yeah. this, and there's so much that's done through those that isn't, you know, I think it's just something that is lacking from Transformers entirely. So anyway, you know, not to get on at Transformers mm. again, but Jawbone really terrific, um, out on DVD to stream, um, and you know, maybe you might be able to catch a. It might still be in cinemas if you've got a very obscure cinema. But if, but if not, then it's still worth trying to catch. If not, I would definitely recommend it. It's it's the kind of thing I think it will find. It's audience. Yeah, and it's audience is very much a DVD audience. I think it maybe got the cinematic release just to have a thing and get the reviews out there. But the reviews are pretty much universally great. Yeah. So I would recommend getting to see it, whether it's on DVD or stream it. Awesome. Have you got another idea for a DC um, film?
0: Yeah, I need them to commission a hundred bullets um, comic
1: adaptation as okay. a as a young adult film, please. I need to I need to raise one question here. Yeah, what is a hundred bullets? <laughs> Don't ask. Him. Okay, is one of them <laughs> Bullet Man the human bullet?
0: <laughs> no, it was going to be Tom Hardy at one point, and then he decided to go do Venom Oh, it. I did hear about it. I know yeah, yeah, about this. It, yeah, okay. it was it's something to do with a guy who has a hundred bullets, and each of his bullets is significant or something like that. I've never read it, but I know. But well, it's it. like
1: you know how they say uh, out there in, in war. They always say out there, there's a bullet with your name on it. Mm. Quite literally, he etches names <laughs> into those bullets. And they like, this. That to might ask be people story. He shoots, he goes, "What's your name?" And he goes, "Frank Smith." Right, let me see. I've got a Frank Smith. <laughs> <Just> a... <laughs> I've got Frank Smythe. Could you change your name <laughs> or pronounce it in a posher voice?
0: Are you ever known as Doris May? <laughs>
1: <laughs> commission that film <laughs> anyway I'll get on with my second review oh dear Prevenge is a um british independent um jet black comedy slash horror film uh mm-hmm. written by directed by and starring alice lowe um so basically the idea for this film Seemed to have come to her when she was pregnant And she was getting passed over for roles Because she was pregnant And was feeling quite frustrated about this So she wrote a film about a pregnant woman Who believes that her baby is telling her to kill people <laughs> Her unborn child Okay So what follows is Alice Lowe Seven months pregnant Going around killing people From the world of stand-up comedy Largely um, <laughs> <laughs> not not playing themselves, but playing characters. Um, no, no, but it's a, as a as film as well. where Billy Corley, take that you twice. It's a film where I'm watching it and I'm going, "Oh, he's in it. I must speak to him next time I see him about this because it's like like Mike Wozniak pops up and gets killed. That's not a spoiler because that's basically what happens in the film. Anyone you meet is probably going to end up dead. Anyway, um, so the whole film was shot in something like eleven days. Um, and sort of has that, it has that feel to it where everything about it really does work and it's not perfect, I'm not going to say it is, but the fact that it's sort of ramshackle at times adds to the sort of charm of it, I think. What a lot of people say that like this podcast. Yeah, I do believe they do. <laughs> um, but what I would say is that Alice Lowe has clearly proven herself as, for saying this is her directorial debut, I think it's really strong. I think people have sold it as a comedy more than a horror, but I think Mm -hmm. there is a lot of really chilling stuff in there and really quite intense horror. So whilst it won't be the best horror film of the year necessarily, but what it does is it treads those two camps very well. I think it covers enough ground in both in order to sort of, I would, I I can't really call it a horror comedy because I don't know which it is more. So I'm kind of tempted to just say it's a film, go (laughs) and see it. It's really good. Um, but it's it's darkly, darkly funny and sort of it's it's got the you know it's got callbacks to things like Rosemary's Baby, obviously, any yeah. of those sort of pedophilia films from the nineteen seventies and sixties. You've got loads and loads of sort of bits in it where you go, Ooh, okay, I'm getting that kind of vibe from this, not necessarily mm. lifting like the mummy did, but certainly, you know, you get a feel for that mixed in with this dark comic sort of idea of this woman getting revenge on the fact that the world is not fair. Yeah. It's really good. It is now out on DVD. It got a very limited release at the first, but it came out on DVD about two weeks ago, and I would heartily recommend it. It's it's a nice little treat. Um, it's nice to have two good films to talk about this week after hmm. Sunday. Do you know that's going to be a good film? What what DC property that you proposing the, the is going to be
0: the Hawk Girl and Hawkman film? Okay, but is a,
1: a raunchy R rated comedy. I think that could work quite well. Who stars as the Hawkman? Uh, Brendan Fraser and the Hawk Girl. Brendan Fraser. Right, I'm off board now. I was on board <laughs> until you said Brendan Fraser the first time. <laughs> I was expecting someone from R-rated comedies of today rather than R-rated comedies <laughs> of 1997.
0: Basically, you remember how
1: good Bedazzled was that Bra- you Fraser and, both and, <laughs> and Elizabeth Hurley is what you're thinking You were like, I wish he was also Elizabeth Hurley in this film. Well, no, because... I mean, I I kind of wish that, that film didn't exist. Yes, I have watched it recently as a go-to-sleep film.
0: <laughs> Should we leave it there?
1: Yeah, probably. Andy, where can they find us? Oh, don't do this to me. On Facebook, and on iTunes, and on Stitcher, and on Buzzsprout, and on SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Never SoundCloud. <laughs> Fuck SoundCloud. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter, at DinosaurMan15, where you can tweet at us. You can rate, comment, subscribe, review, tell your friends about this one. Maybe skip this episode. Nah,
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's all good. they better a charm. I like the 100 Bullets one, that's <laughs> good. Um, if you want to... Come down to the live recording next week at the O2 in London. Shh. Am I supposed to be there? Yeah, ask for Dave.
0: Slip him a fiver.
1: Just palm a fiver under the old uh, O2, under the old Millennium Dome. Under the side of the dome. Under the dome, and then just like the Stephen King book. uh, That's a joke for all the Stephen King fans. I don't think there was any money passing. under it. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. What I was going to say is, O2, next week, three no, nights. No. Tuesday, Friday, and Wednesday. Stop lying. <laughs> uh, Details you. on the O2 website.
0: Thank you to Johnny Knees as ever for the theme song. <sighs> it's pretty good.
1: This week it was... Uh, Played by Martian Manhunter. <laughs> star of his own... Animated. GR, <laughs> sausage party-esque yes. affair. Andy, thank you for being here. Thank you, Alex. Until um, next time. I feel like I mean. you've barely been here. <laughs> <laughs> don't commission anything until we phone you up first, Warner Brothers. <laughs> we have got the best. I've got ideas. so many ideas. Die. Die. Die.